Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. You're listening to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio with your host, Darren Batman McDuck. And now, prepare to get fat. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Toned Radio. I'm your host, Darren Fatman McDuffie, and this episode is being brought to you by I'mTheFatMan.com. Make sure you go and check the radio, the, that site out, the website out. Tonight, we have another power pack show for you um, in regards to detoxification, 10 Steps to doc- Detoxification with Dr. Janet Star Hall. Before we get Dr. Hall on, we have to tell you about last week's show. If you have not gone in archives and listened to last week's show, you miss a doozy. You miss a very good show. I had um, nutritionist Pam Colleen on. We talked about survival of the unfittest. That show was probably one of my more favorite shows um, to date, just simply because we talked a lot of off, on a lot of off-topic uh, stuff, such as we talked a lot about sex, sex and relationships, and the fact that there are a lot of couples out there who are actually having sex out of obligation just simply because they're too tired, too fatigued to have sex and actually enjoy sex. Talked a lot about stress. We actually talked about porn and how porn actually affects relationships as well. If you have not listened to that show, go back into our archives. You can listen to that through blogtalkradio.com. Or you can go on iTunes and Stitcher and listen to the show. Just go to either one of those and type in Fat Man Radio, and I should uh, come up. And also, if you have a chance and would like to read the book, just go on Amazon and purchase the book Survival of the Unfittest by Pam Colleen. Like I said, I really enjoyed that show. Tonight, I'm hoping that we have another classic show. I'm pretty sure it's going to be another classic show. It's going to be awesome. We'll be talking about detoxification. There's a lot of misconceptions out there when it comes to detoxification. You have people out there talking about water fast, juice fast, all kinds of things. So tonight we're going to kind of clear the air, clear the cloud, so to speak, and answer any questions that you might have about the detoxification. If you're out there listening and you want to call into the show, I know sometimes people can be bashful. This show is actually for you. It's not necessarily for me. It's for you to be able to ask your questions and get them answered. A lot of things are changing on the on the, the front. I saw something on Facebook just the just today where the nutrition information from the 70s and 80s and 90s is all outdated and now people are still uh, looking for that same information things are changing it's 2015 and I'm expecting things to change even more in 2016 so this forum is for you you can call into the show and ask any question that you like I know some people have questions the Facebook uh, event page and I'll get to those questions but if you're out there and you want to call in to ask your specific question about detoxification if we don't hit it while we're speaking then the number is 646-716-9371 so I ran my mouth enough our guest tonight will be talking about 10 steps to detoxification with Dr. Janet Star Hull. Let me get her on. Dr. Hull, welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. How are you tonight? 
I am fine, Darren, and I loved your introduction um, and listening to about your show last week. But I have to definitely say, talking about detoxing and aspartame and diet sweeteners is definitely not a very sexy topic. <laughs> I don't expect it to be. <laughs> I don't expect it to be, but hey, it comes with the uh, the territory. Um, <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your background. What I normally do is read a bio if I have one, but since I didn't have a bio on you, and I, I read some stuff off of your website, but just share about your background and how you got into nutrition and how you got into this whole crazy world of health and wellness. Boy, and it is a crazy world. That's a really good way to put it. My background is geology and environmental toxicology, and uh, I've been a college professor since the 1980s, but I've also done work internationally um, cleaning up and remediating toxic spills. Um, I've also been a firefighter back back in back in the day, and um, I am I am an expert with toxicity in the environment, in the in the groundwater, in the soil, and in the air, and I wound up getting sick myself from aspartame poisoning. Um, I was teaching at the University of North Texas. I had a commute through Dallas, and I would I started for the first time in my life, in my mid-30s, I started grabbing a can of Diet Dr. Pepper out of the soda machine to, to you know, help make the commute home a little, mm-hmm. a little better. Within a year, it almost killed me. And um, I'd always been very, very healthy. So when I finally drove myself to the hospital in the middle of the night, my resting heart rate was at 170 beats a minute at rest. Wow. And so I knew something was really, really wrong. So I went on and checked into the hospital, and they hooked me up to EKGs, EEGs, heart monitors, uh, because I was skipping every fifth to sixth heartbeat. I had gained 30 pounds, and I've always been an athlete. So the more Mm -hmm. I worked out, the more I started using NutraSweet and diet products with aspartame at that time. It was exclusively what was out there. So the doctor wanted to um, uh, remove my thyroid gland. He diagnosed me with Graves' disease, a hyperactive thyroid, and he wanted to destroy my thyroid, uh, put me on heart medication, and remove my gallbladder. I guess I guess he saw issues with that because my cholesterol and my blood pressure had gone sky high for the first time in my life. And because I was a toxicologist and my job was to identify toxins and remove them and restore natural environments, and plus uh, because I'm, 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 I'm rather stubborn, I told him no. And I said, I'm not going to allow you to do something permanently to my body until I have discovered what caused it. And he had no clue, had no idea. And this was back in 1991 before we had Facebook and the Internet. And so for me to research what caused me to be deathly ill, and I did. I went out with the purpose of researching it. I went back in time, step by step, over that last year that I had gotten sicker and sicker, gained more weight, um, and I had lots of health symptoms that I write about in my book, Sweet Poison, that I had never had before. I discovered that the only thing I had done differently was grab that Diet Dr. Pepper when I left campus every, not, uh, every day 
And as I gained more weight, I started using more and more of it. I started researching aspartame, and back in those days, I had to literally pick up the phone or go meet face-to-face with the research scientists and with the medical doctors and researchers that were doing aspartame research beginning in the 1960s. And I discovered that they discovered that aspartame um, put holes in the brains of their laboratory mice, caused birth defects, lower IQ, uh, infertility issues, lower libido, yada, 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 everything that we're seeing in people today. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, holy cow, um, I found what made me sick. I removed it. And I healed myself in six weeks. Six wow. weeks. And mm-hmm. I was told that I was going to die. Wow. Your story sounds eerily similar to um, Corey Brackett, who I interviewed yeah. a couple of episodes ago. She was a Diet Coke drinker. And just for you know the audience, I remember I was dating someone. This was a long time ago. And I, for some odd reason, I started drinking Diet Coke. And every time I drink Diet Coke and I would fall asleep, I would jerk in my sleep. And people were like, why are you jerking in your sleep? And uh, when I stopped the Diet Coke, it no longer happened again. And that was convincing. That convinced me enough to never do any diet sodas or anything else again. And I never liked the taste of, of anything like that anyway. But um, Well, doc- and what I think is unfortunate, Darren, is that the advertisers for these corporations have sold um, the misconception on the consumer that it's perfectly safe. They've told the medical doctors through the AMA that um, it has been proven to be safe, so don't mention this to your to your patients. And if your patients mention it to you, just uh, uh, ignore and don't go there. Ignore them. And people have been told that it is safe, and it's been pushed on people at younger and younger ages. It's been pushed in for pregnancy as safe for um, young children, for the elderly. And it's very sad because, as I discovered when I did the research for my books, the research scientists informed the corporations, so they knew about it. They informed the FDA, so they knew about it. They had U.S. Senate hearings about it, and they knew about it. And I'm sure you and Corey had gone over this in your interview with her as well. What is sad is that the the regulatory agencies and the corporations are fully aware that the diet sweeteners are not healthy, but they make so much money off of it, and it has re- revolutionized our diet industry, our food industry, our eating, that um, I don't know what it's going to take to get it off the market. I don't know if it ever will be taken off the market, and to me that's the tragedy. Yeah, it's kind of like fluoride. Fluoride is in our water supply, and everybody knows it's bad, but no one wants to take it out of the water supply. Um, Amy, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about Splenda, because a lot of times people think that aspartame is aspartame, and then they go and gravitate towards Splenda. And I know a lot of bodybuilding products and nutritional supplements have Splenda in them. I remember when I first got into fitness, I read a book um, called Eating for Life, and one of the Mm -hmm. things that they recommended is to use uh, desserts, but use Splenda in them. And this is Mm -hmm. way before the research came out. But is there a danger with Splenda as well? There is. And, you know, going along with what what you're saying is very, very true. Uh, Do you remember in April of this year, 
PepsiCo announced that they were dropping aspartame in the Diet Pepsi and they were picking up sucralose and ACE sulfame K as the replacement. When when I first heard in the late 1990s that sucralose um, Splenda was coming on the market to compete with aspartame, I really got excited because aspartame had had the exclusive patent. They had bullied Stevia, so Stevia couldn't get on. Actually, what people don't know is that the Monsanto Chemical Company owned both the patent on NutraSweet and Equal and owned the patent on aspartame. So it's really interesting. We we don't have to talk about it now, but it's very interesting, the history of, of saccharin, because they owned them both, and saccharin was never a carcinogen, never been proven to cause cancer, and they just played them off of each other in case they got busted for putting the NutraSweet out because they knew that the NutraSweet was causing health problems. So what's interesting is when when they lost their patent in the early 90s and then sucralose came on the market in the late 90s and hit the U.S. in 2000, I was really excited about it, really glad that this neurotoxin aspartame was hopefully going to go off the market with its new replacement. Well, I have a lot of friends and researchers worldwide, and uh, they, they were able to get me um, the original research um, on on Splenda, and I actually have their formula. They were able to get me their formula. So I wrote a second book. My first one's on aspartame called Sweet Poison. I wrote this, the first book on Splenda, mm-hmm. and I, I, I presented all this research, and I started researching Splenda. It is toxic also, but in a different way. So we're we're robbing Peter to pay Paul. We're just uh, getting rid of a neurotoxin that eats holes in your brain, and mm-hmm. we're replacing it with a sugar substitute that is 75% chlorine. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to just strip your gut and destroy your digestive system. It causes skin allergies, uh, asthma, breathing problems. So in essence, um, in my book, Splenda, is it safe or not? I just tell people, you might as well just go lap out of your swimming pool, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, we're so concerned about drinking chlorinated water, and here we are using it in dehydrated form in the yellow packet, and we're, now we're, we're just we're replacing the aspartame with the Splenda. So, like I said, it's robbing Peter to pay Paul. It it, it is not as toxic in the in, in the fact that it doesn't cause brain damage. However, it does strip the gut, and the gut talks to the brain, so it does affect the brain in some ways. Mm-hmm. The research studies have proven that Splenda causes infertility, paralysis um, of the genitals, and the hind legs of the laboratory mice. So. Again, I just would recommend that people don't use either Splenda or Aspartame. Um, and, of course, they don't use the A-sulfame K. Psychomate is out. So they're really kind of stuck with raw sugar, natural sugar, Stevia, which is wonderful if you can find it in its pure form. Mm-hmm. And uh, diabetics um, are having grand success with the pink packet, saccharin. It's a mm-hmm. wonderful alternative for diabetics, uh, or if you're eating out and you don't have any choice but the pink, blue, or 
or the yellow, choose the pink. Choose the saccharin. Mm-hmm. That's what, like the sweet and low? That That's sweet the... and low. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, great. Um, let's get into detox because people will be like, oh, they never talk about detox. They're t- actually talking about um, uh, artificial sweeteners. But we'll get into that because I wanted to ask you how to start detoxing those things out of the body because I know that they okay. accumulate. Um but before I do, I happen to be watching Fit TV. It was probably like three or four years ago, and I'm sitting there watching it, and something comes on about detoxification, and they said that there's really no need to do any detoxification because the body actually detoxifies itself. Um, why is detoxification important? And can you take – I know that that's kind of true that the body does detoxify itself, but it seems as though that we are bombarding our environment right now right. with so right. much, and, and the body can't handle it. But why is detoxification actually ne- necessary? Well, that is an excellent, excellent question. And don't we wish that our world was not polluted to the point to where if we did get exposed to a toxin, it was very short-lived, so it was acute exposure, and our immune systems were strong enough because our food and our water and our environment was pure enough to where our body could handle it with its own immunity. That's the way it's supposed to be. And that's the way it is with most animals. But the human being, especially the American and the westernized human being, is exposed to, oh gosh, uh, 20,000 different chemicals daily. And as we know, with the GMO issue coming up now, we've got radiation in Fukushima on the West Coast. We've got BP oil spills in the Gulf. I mean, we are just getting, we've got chemtrails and geoengineering in the air. We are bombarded, bombarded with more artificial man-made chemicals that are foreign to our body than ever in history, ever in our history. So you see, this is the environmental engineer coming out in me. What I've done is I've blended my cultural degree in geography, my geology and environmental degree in toxicology, and my degree in nutrition, and I've combined all three of them together. And what I discovered, Darren, was the way the earth works, there's really no difference between what's in nature and what's in the human being. And so I look, my detoxification approach comes with my environmental experience because when I was cleaning up the environment, that included plants and trees, it included the animals and the birds, the insects and the reptiles, So I had the opportunity to look at detoxing nature from man-made spills, human spills, in a way to where I could protect all of the life that fed off that environment. I applied that same outlook and principle to the human body and discovered it's no different Your blood is the stream, your tissues is the soil, and the air in your body is like the air outside. So if you've been exposed to a man-made chemical that your body has no use for, it's not going to eat it, it's not going to um, do anything but try to excrete it. That's what your body will do. It says, this has no nutrition for me. Let's say it's mercury. 
this mercury has absolutely no nutritional value. So it has the memory. It has the brilliance to say, this is not food, move it out. And so it will excrete it either through the bowels, through the urine, or through your sweat in your skin, which is why it's so important for you to sweat and open your pores when you work out. And if you have been exposed to a toxin, let's say just a short lived exposure, your body might be able to excrete that and cleanse that on its own. But to be realistic in today's world, kids are born hitting the ground, getting injected with toxic vaccines, uh, breast milk could be toxic, uh, formulas are toxic. We are hitting the ground in this day and time exposed to pollutants. So it's too much accumulation of too many pollutants that the body cannot handle, and day after day it begins to accumulate and build up and build up. So it's important that we do what we can to assist the body in helping it detox to take the stress off of removing the toxins so that it can focus on tissue repair, building immunity, balance of hormones, you know, that kind of thing. Now, yeah, my uh-huh. detoxification program is natural. It is what all animals would use, and I put it together from mm-hmm. what I would have used cleaning up the environment. Great. We'll we'll get into a little bit more about your what your program entails. But you were adamant enough to kind of retrace your steps when you found out you were diagnosed with with Graves' disease. You kind of went back and retraced your steps and kind of said, "Okay, the diet, Doctor Pepper, is the the, the culprit." Um, being that we seem to have a new disease every day, fibromyalgia, we have a lot of different diseases that are out there. How many diseases can be kind of traced back to just having a toxic body? All of them, 100%, because you cannot have an effect without a cause. Mm -hmm. And the body, when you consider illness, when you consider a health symptom, even if it's an allergy, even if it's a sneeze or a cold or a rash on the skin, um, something caused it. And that is that something is going to be unnatural to your body's mechanisms and, and everyday function. So every health symptom, every disease is caused by something. And now a toxin can be radiation, mercury, aluminum, but it can also be a parasite, a fungus, or a bacteria. So we, we, we can consider foreign organic bodies that don't belong in our body as nutrition as a toxin too. So, and that's something that people need to understand and realize, is that toxicity can be organic or inorganic. Most of the toxicity that we're fighting today is inorganic, but it, any toxin is a foreign body inside your body that is not used as nutrition. Does that make sense? Yeah. If your body can't eat it and use it, then it doesn't want it, and then it becomes a toxin. 
Is there an order to detoxifying? Like you have people out here who are suggesting that you should get a um, colon hydrotherapy, a colonics, and then you have mm-hmm. people saying, uh, you know, how do you detox your kidneys? Is there a natural order? Should we cleanse the colon first and then go to the kidneys, gallbladder? How, what's the natural order of things, if there is one? Well, and that's an, also an excellent question. Um, if you are having elimination issues, it you should address the elimination because that might be where the core of your problem is. Let's say you've been exposed to barium, okay, and the body is able to detox that barium out on its own, but let's say you're, you're constipated or uh, maybe you have some candida in, in, in the intestinal area, in the gut, um, and so you're not eliminating efficiently, well, where's that barium going to deposit? It's going to start accumulating and depositing in the intestines or in the kidneys. So I always tell people to look for their weak link, and we all have a weak link. Um, the uh, Doctors will call that your genetic heredity. Uh, you know, hereditary problems. Uh, no, I don't believe in that in the respect that all they've done is identify your weak link. So that means you strengthen it. You do everything that you can to keep that weak link from ever breaking. So if you have digestive issues, if you have elimination issues, if you have urination issues, you're always going to want to babysit that part of your body and make it stronger. Just like when you go to the gym to work out, you're going to make your kidneys stronger by eating the right kinds of foods, making sure your body pH is balanced, that you're not too acidic or you're not too alkaline. So what you do is you take the time to thoroughly research your body. Where is your weak link? Where are your strengths? Now, if somebody doesn't have an elimination issue, they can start on a detox program, a heavy metal detox or a parasite cleanse right away because they don't have an issue eliminating. But if they do have an issue eliminating, get those bowel movements soft and regular. And, yes, I think colonics are awesome. Um, don't do them too often, but make sure to you know keep your probiotics up. So if that's where the weak link is, focus on that and build it and strengthen it first. Yeah, and um, with regards to barium, what what is barium? Because I know I know what it is, but I have people out there probably what is barium? <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about barium and things like mercury. And um, mm-hmm. also, I wanted to have, ask you a real quick question about aluminum. Something popped in my mind the day before the interview, but just tell us what barium is and and, and other heavy metals that might go with that. Well, you know, barium salts. Um, were first used uh, when somebody would go get a GI, you know, a GI test. They'd go in there to get their, you know, a colonic uh, uh, a colon, colon check. Um, mm-hmm. And so they would give you the barium salts. You'd have to drink it, you know, so that they could, uh, the dye test thing, so that they could check all that. 
Mm-hmm. But barium is definitely not a nutrient. It's nothing that you're going to want to eat. Now, you're going to find some of it naturally in rooted soils or in um, mineral water, that kind of thing. But there's a very big difference between organic barium and inorganic barium. Anything, as a general rule of thumb, anything that human beings have had to process and touch with their hands is, is something that you would try to avoid if possible ingest and 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 expose yourself to what has been touched the least the most natural products that you possibly can well barium is a very very good element easy element to be used in manufacturing it's very easy to use in weather modifications and the chemtrails that we see in the atmosphere and so they use that for lots of of different purposes. What we're seeing is more and more barium in the environment now because of our weather modifications and our industries. We're also seeing it more because of of uh, war materials and ammunition, and we see it more used in the medical field. So barium is something that is used too much and people are exposed to it too much than ever, ever before. And it can become extremely toxic for the body. So that's something, you know, when you were when you were looking at my websites, did you see mm-hmm. that I do the hair analysis? Did you see that? Yeah, I wanted to actually ask you about that. That was going to be my next question to actually how do we find out if we're toxic? Just about everybody is. But yeah. let's talk a little bit about the hair analysis and, and what that entails. Well, this goes again goes back to my environmental piece of me. Um, when I would go out into the environment, and I was one of the lucky ones. I, I, I was one of the first four Americans after Glasnost in Eastern Europe when the Berlin Wall came down to go over to Eastern Europe and work on um, the former Soviet army bases in Poland and in Czechoslovakia. And that's where I learned about the French green clay, and I know we'll talk about that here in a minute too. Mm-hmm. But what <clears throat> what I would do in the environment is if I was going to clean up, let's say, a train car spill or the Soviet bases were very toxic in, in dry cleaning chemicals and, of course, in petrochemicals, what you would do is you would do a soil sample to see how much it had impacted the soil. You'd do a water sample and you'd do an air sample. Well, after I got sick and cured myself, I started getting into how these toxins affect people's bodies. And that's when I began to develop my detoxification program and I got into nutrition um, very, very heavily with detoxing people. What I found for myself when I was curing myself is my nutritional mentor um, had a hair analysis done on me. So I started researching the hair analysis, and I've been doing it ever since. I found a laboratory in Chicago who used to do it on forensics, and the hair analysis is is definitive for the cause of death in court, right? Mm-hmm. You can test somebody's hair and see if they've been poisoned with arsenic, mercury, radiation. And so this lab started doing it for the living. And they do a lot of research on ADD and ADHD, uh, looking for patterns of toxins that are present in, in hyperactive kids. 
And mm-hmm. so I started doing the hair analysis, helping people identify why they're sick, why do they have health symptoms. If I had not discovered that aspartame was what made me sick, how could I have ever cured myself, especially mm-hmm. if I had kept using aspartame? So it's very, very important when people are, are having health symptoms. Let's say it's allergies for the first time, dry eye, rashes, or cancer. Something's causing this, and they need to search and dig and search until they find it. And when you find what's causing you to be sick, then you remove it, just like we would do in the environment. Then you restore the damage done, and nine out of ten times your health returns, just like mine did. And just like a stream can can be cleaned and re- restored to its natural content. So I use the hair analysis to tell me what in heaven's name is inside this person to give them MS symptoms. And just like Corey Brackett, did she have MS? Did she, or was this just an aspartame reaction? Just like, did I have Graves' disease? No. Mm-hmm. I had an aspartame reaction. So if people are having, let's say, kidney, kidney problems, okay, why? What's in the kidney? What's blocking the kidney? What's, what's solidifying the kidney? Something is. So the, I use the hair analysis to try to determine to the best of my ability what that is. Yeah, and you, you have to know, um, for those people out there who have never done any type of detoxification, uh, Dr. Hall, mm-hmm. what, I mean, is that just a catalyst for them at some point or another to have some kind of major disease? Because you have a lot of people out there who are like, oh, I never detox, I don't care about detox, I don't really believe in that stuff. But with the environment being the way that it is right now, and I'm not trying to scare anyone, but for those people um, who have never detoxed, are they somewhat, in, in Garfield language, cruising for a bruising, so to speak? You know, I would say yes, and, and, and definitely you don't want to, you know, do the gloom and doom or scare anybody, but look at it this way. For the dudes, I always tell them, you're going to change your oil, and you're going to change your oil filter. And for the ladies, I always say, you're going to clean your toilets, and you're going to dust your house. Now, that might be sexist. There's women that change their oil and men that that clean their house. But Mm -hmm. they get it. A guy is going to change the oil in his truck, and a woman is is going to want to keep her house clean or her apartment clean. You do this is exactly what you do with your body. Detoxing is merely cleaning, changing the oil in your bloodstream, dusting your tissues, Um, and so when you look at it that way. You're always going to change the oil in your truck. You're always going to clean your toilet. So you should adopt a very natural, easy, lifestyle detoxing program in your life just the same as you would for anything else. Because if you don't change the oil in the truck, it's going to break down. And if you don't clean your toilet, you're going to get mold and microbes and and there is a disease producing environment right how, so how you do often, the same thing uh, in your body okay sorry how often 
being the way that the environment is right now, what is a safe um, period to detox? Like, let's say, do we do one every three months, one every six months? What would be the optimal time to, to detox? Yeah, you're right there. You are right there. For a maintenance program, I tell people to detox once or twice every single year. I personally detox at the change of every season. But I live on a wildlife preserve in Texas, and so I am around animals all the time. So I'm around microbes, right, that don't bother the tortoises, but they are foreign to me. So I'll do, I always rotate my detoxes, Darren. I, I'm constantly detoxing, but that's over a 12-month period. I'll do a parasite cleanse two or three times a year in case I've been exposed to something unforeseen. I do a heavy metal cleanse two or three times a year because I live in America. I do um, a liver cleanse um, once or twice a year. Uh, I do a, a, a colon cleanse or an intestinal wash. So I'll just go from one detox to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. It's my lifestyle. And it works because I don't even get a cold in the wintertime. I have no allergies. I, I'm, I'm healthy. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I keep would, it I clean. <laughs> Yeah, you got to keep your body clean. A lot of people out there with with dirty bodies right now, but you got to keep yeah. your body clean. Um, I wanted to throw something out there and um, see what your take on this is. Obesity. We have a lot of people out there who are overweight. Is mm-hmm. um, and you have a lot of what I would term um, uh, crash cleanses, if if I can use that term, where people are doing juice fast and water fast and all the stuff in in an effort to kind of drop weight quickly. Um, How much is obesity or gaining weight related to being, having a toxic body? It is directly related to it. Now it's so complicated because we have, um, we have a matrix of factors coming at us that are going to cause ill health and weight gain. So we can't say it's one particular thing, but we can definitely say it is our modern lifestyle. So you're spot on with this. Detoxing will help you lose weight and keep the weight off because just like when the oil gets thick in the car or the dust gets thick on the on the TV console you're 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 going to build toxins up they will build up in your tissues over time thickening of the blood causes hardening of the arteries if you keep your blood clean and washed like clean oil in the car then um, you shouldn't have to worry about heart disease. There are diseases that are physiological, meaning that you maybe didn't form um, correctly, uh, you know, in vitro. So you may have a valve that didn't form correctly, or maybe your arteries are smaller than normal. In circumstances like this, that's the weak link again. If you know that, you baby that so that it never has trauma or drama. You you um, uh, look for the weak link. So if it's not a physiological deformity inside the body, then all you're looking at is literally toxic buildup. 
So you're going to want to make sure, you know, just to do the most natural detoxes that you can adopt into your lifestyle. I am not a believer at all in fasting of any kind. And I think that when when the medical community requires you to fast to go in for a blood sugar test or something like that, I think that's one of the most <coughs> unhealthy things that you could do for your body, mainly because it's not natural. Now, if fasting is different from cutting cutting back on your eating, eating less, um, eating um, you know fat in. If you eat fat, you're going to put fat on inside of your body. But if you have a very good whole foods diet, if it's a balanced diet, if you're eating for your blood type and your body type, some people need more protein, some people mm-hmm. need more carbs. Right. If you're eating correctly, if you're exercising, drinking plenty of water, and um, taking vitamin supplements and detoxing regularly, there should you are talking preventing disease, and this is what mm-hmm. our grandparents used to do, and great grandparents. They lived to be a hundred years old, and they didn't have health problems, not like today. Yeah, it's it's crazy how everything's popping up right now. I had a question through Facebook from Joetta, and she's asking, um, "What's the best relief for a detox headache? Sometimes people get headaches when they're detox detoxing. What's the best relief for that?" Oh, I'm so glad she asked this question because when you have a successful detox, you are going to smell, feel, and taste your health symptoms. That means you're being successful. If she's getting a headache when she's detoxing, then guess where her toxins were in the brain? She's Hmm. pulling them out. So I always tell people where your health symptoms are the worst is where your toxins were deposited. And when you begin to see the symptoms after you begin to detox, that's an affirmation that the detox is working and you are successful. Now, you see, that's backwards from what we're taught from traditional medicine. You want to suppress health symptoms. You don't want headaches. You want to do whatever you can to get rid of the headache. But all you're doing is suppressing the toxins back down. So I would say to Gilletta, congratulations, you're successfully detoxing. The headache means you're pulling toxins out of your brain. So hang in there. I'll tell people to... to Expect maybe 10 days of feeling like they have the flu or headaches or possibly they'll have they'll go from constipation to diarrhea, they may have some stomach cramping, but those toxins are coming out. Some people have a body odor as the toxins come out the pores of the skin, and I've had paint contractors detoxing that that smell like they've been in the bar because their mineral spirits and their their oil-based paints they're coming out of their skin and they smell like alcohol. Yeah. But that is I I I tell them congratulations. Your detox is working. Don't stop it. Keep it up and give it about 10 days of the health symptoms just making you feel flu-like. And if you have to take off work and tell everybody you have the flu, 
just just take care of your body, but don't stop once you start seeing, feeling, and smelling those toxins coming out of you. Is um, if someone has like a bad body odor and they don't detox, is that a sign that they need to detox? Yes, it absolutely <laughs> is. Yeah, I, I did a video on that on YouTube not too long ago about bad body odor and, and the need to a detox. I'm going to throw this out here. I know it's kind of an ignorant question, but I'm going to throw it out there because you have people that do this. I've seen them do this. You have people, and I've worked with some people who like, oh, I'm on a detox, but yet they're still smoking. They're still eating crappy, you know, the same crappy foods, and they say that they're on a detox. If you are on a detox, you shouldn't be smoking and you shouldn't be eating crappy foods, right? Oh, that's correct. But if you are eating crappy foods and you are smoking, you need to detox twice as much. Mm. And that way they can prevent anything from getting really, really bad. Meaning that, and of course I'm not advocating any of this, and everybody should. I mean, you know, you you want to eat as healthily as possible. You want to exercise as healthily as possible. Um, anything you do, like let's say you go to a party or you go to a football game, you're drinking beer, you're drinking a glass of wine, everything you do, do in moderation. Do in moderation. But detox, detox, detox. So let's say somebody is smoking and they can't stop smoking. Because smoking is going to be the last thing they're going to give up, okay? Let's say they may have emotional issues or something. So they're smoking. Mm-hmm. They can detox twice as hard, twice as often, or detox every time they have a cigarette. If they're going to smoke every day, detox every day. At least that way they can counter, they can counter produce strength for the body and the immune system to help stay strong and fight the toxins from the bad food of the cigarettes. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense, but you have people out there who are actually smoking. I say just give up the smoking. And, oh, absolutely. And, and do the detox. But if you, if you can't quit the smoking, then that, that makes a lot of sense that you can actually do detox twice as much in order to kind of keep those those toxins out of, out of, out of the way. Um, I know that yeah. you have your own detox program, but Deborah had a question. Is like there any... And we'll we'll get to your your um, program here in a, a little bit. But Deborah wanted to know, other than your program, is there any kind of kit or you know detox program that you recommend? Preferably, probably a kit that you can buy off of Amazon or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Now I recommend that people go to a real good health food store, a real high end health food store. Mm-hmm. Now um, we don't have a Trader Joe's near me, but uh, they could go to Whole Foods. Just find a very high end to where they have the best quality vitamins, the best quality supplements, and the best quality foods because these people are going to be in tune to it, and so they'll get some better advice from these people. Go, and and, and there are heavy metal detoxes that come in a box Mm -hmm. that that can be done over a short period of time, and um, those work just fine. But as you said a little bit earlier, before they do a, a, a detox, they're going to want, want to make sure that they're eliminating normally and healthily, that uh, you know that they don't have any issues that could possibly be exacerbated during during a detox. Because once you get toxins and metals coming out, 
they need to keep coming out. You don't want to stop your detoxing as they begin to come, okay? It's like Janelle, uh, the gal that had the headaches. She didn't want to stop her detox. What she could have done was cut back on it a little bit, maybe slowed it up a little bit, cut back on the doses so that she wasn't trying to pour too much sand into a long neck bottle. Mm -hmm. You want to get it in balance. Hulda Clark, H-U-L-D-A Clark, has one of the most phenomenal parasite cleanses I've ever seen, and you can order that on Amazon. So you can find heavy metal detoxes, you can find liver cleanses, you can find parasite cleanses, colon cleanses, intestinal cleanses at your higher-end health food stores. Follow the directions on those to the T. Once you start them, don't stop them. And if you're having health reactions that are too strong and too uncomfortable, merely cut the doses back. Cut it in half. Uh, if it says to do it twice a day, do it just once a day. As lo- if it takes longer for you to detox, that's okay. You don't have to do it quickly as if you're having reactions, as long as you don't stop once you get started. Yeah, Um Next question for you is, uh, actually, I wanted to talk about this because I had never heard of it before, and it's, it's pretty miraculous. To me, this stuff is kind of like when I found out about uh, diametaceous earth, if you're familiar with that. But let's yes. talk a little bit about French, is it French green clay is what it is? Yes, it's French green clay. It actually comes from the dried Mediterranean seabeds in France. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about that, because it actually is very good for pulling toxins, toxins out of the body. From what I understand from your website, and reading a little bit about it, it's actually really good for pulling out uh, radiation and, and things of that nature yeah. as well. Yeah, it is miraculous, and again, it kind of goes back to my my environmental my environmental spin. Um, these are things that animals do in nature. And um, an animal is going to do it instinctively, and so the human being should do it instinctively as well. When I was working on the um, former Soviet army bases uh, in Eastern Europe, that was after Chernobyl melted down. And that ages me a little bit. There's a lot of people that haven't even heard of Chernobyl, but it was the <laughs> nuclear power plant in the Ukraine that that uh, melted down. They knew in Russia to use French green clay, and they did. They buried the raised power plant under a landfill of French green clay. French green clay in nature is nothing but sea sand, seabeds, that have dried up because the Mediterranean Sea and the Dead Sea, they, they have, they're gone, okay? The land has risen, the sea has lowered. So they're dried seabeds. So they have all of the minerals in the sea. They have sodium. They have phytoplankton, microalgae, kelp, lithium, chlorella. They have all of the nutrients in the sea. But they also are a natural clay. And that clay will go and chelate to metals and pull the metals out, encapsulate them, and they'll either hold them there where they never go anywhere, like at Chernobyl, the power plant, or if you if you ingest it internally, it will take those those metals and it will dump them down your toilet. 
That stuff sounds it, like it is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. And yeah. the Europeans have used the clay internally for centuries. I mean centuries. But in in Central America, Darren, the macaws, they go every afternoon to the clay cliffs and eat the clay in case they've eaten a, a, a rancid berry. And National Geo has video of of uh, lions and animals in Africa that will go to the to the riverbeds and eat the clay if they've eaten a rancid kill. So all animals in nature use clay to pull toxins out. It's very yeah, natural. It seems like seems like all wild animals are smarter than human beings. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm beginning to think that that's across the board these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dr. Hall, we're getting up on time, and I didn't want to keep you more than an hour, but um, I wanted you to talk about your program. It's a 10 Steps for Detoxification, and also um, I'm pretty sure someone's going to email me or ask me about the hair analysis. How can they have that done? But can you tackle those two questions about your program and the hair analysis? You know, Darren, I'm so sorry that we that we didn't send you those links, and I guess we dropped the ball on getting those those to you so that you could post those. But I had a, a very interactive, um, um, lots of interactive websites. It's hairanalysisprogram.com. Hairanalysisprogram.com. Okay. And then I've just completed an educational video series, and I have my ebook for the 10 Steps to Detox program that um, you you can go to drhullsdetoxprogram.com. So it's D-R-H-U-L-L-S, detox, with an X, program.com, Dr. Hull's yeah. Detox Program. But they can always find me at Janet Hull with a U, janethull.com. That's my main mothership, and then they can okay. jump off to my other stuff. But I, I really, I really think that that you are doing an awesome thing, Darren, because it's easy for people to cleanse their body, just mm-hmm. like they clean their house or change the oil in their car, and it's easy for them to adopt that into their lifestyle. So yes, they should quit smoking. But if they don't quit smoking, they can stop beating themselves up about it and at least just detox because the healthier they get through detoxing, the easier it's going to be for them to quit smoking. You see? Yeah, yeah I and agree with you. the 10-step detox program, the reason it's 10 steps is I mentioned the five vitamins that are in nature that will clean the body, but I also go into um, the mind-body part of it that it takes strength and courage it takes confidence uh, to detox because you've got to believe you can do it. You've got to believe that you can get well and that you can do it on your own. And it, it takes the hair analysis is a big part of it. That's one of the ten steps. It's kind of nice to know what you're detoxing because you want to know if you're still exposed to it. If somebody's exposed to arsenic, it's important that they need to figure out where they're getting the arsenic because if they're living around the arsenic or working around the arsenic, are they ever going to get well if they keep putting the arsenic in their body every day? Mm-hmm. So it's important to know what you're exposed to so that you can remove it once and for all, and then wellness will stay. 
Yeah, even with the hair analysis, I think it would be very important to know what you actually need to detox out of the body and maybe getting a a, uh, a review or a follow-up to see if those yeah. those substances are actually gone. I think a lot of people just go in and do these cleanses and all this stuff without really knowing what they're trying to accomplish. You know what I mean? So it's, it's very right. good that you can have these tools to where you can go back and see, okay, well, I have this and now it's gone. Um, I know that there's a lot of kits out there with capsules and, and powders and different things. Does your program, and this is my last question, does your program actually incorporate foods that might detox it, or is it more based upon the clay and the, the different other different capsules or powders? Oh, absolutely. It's got foods. And I yeah. actually have another ebook and video series called um, Richardson Cancer diet.com it's it, it, they can go to that richardson cancer diet it's a prevention diet how to prevent cancer and um of course if you can prevent cancer you can prevent anything right mm-hmm. and and it's all about foods it's which foods have b15 and b17 and which foods you know which clays are are, are good which which grains are good um and so diet is extremely important, and that's the most natural way to go. What people want to be able to do is get supplements that they can they can get out of their food sources, of course, but get supplements that are not too expensive. I personally use Juice Plus, but uh, Alive Vitamins, the NOW company has wonderful vitamins, there are some wonderful quality vitamins out there that are not real, real expensive because I think it's better for somebody to budget for it to where they can continue taking their vitamins long-term and detoxing long-term, but mm-hmm. it's uh, critical to get it from the foods, absolutely. That's where you want to wind up is just having a whole foods diet to where you can detox using your foods. Yeah, it seems like everything gets back to that diet. Just eat, just eat real food, as my my, my buddy Sean Croxton says. It's jerk. Just eat real food, uh, Doctor Hall. I really enjoyed this, and I think this is something that I not only wanted to know more about. I'm going to check out that French green clay. I think where can you get that? By the way, um, actually, uh, uh, I found it. Uh, Walter Badet is in France, and mm. I'm actually the one that brought the French green clay to the United States. And so when I met Walter, I was thrilled because uh, Walter is a horse whisperer, and um, in France they use it for their horses to keep their horses detoxed. They mm. brush their teeth with it. They use it as a plant fertilizer. I mean, it is, you know, the, the clay is accepted as normal in, in other countries, just not the U.S. You asked me before the show began very quickly the difference between bentonite clay and French green mm-hmm. clay. What yeah. I find is so interesting, Darren, is, is our FDA has approved bentonite clay as safe for internal use, and that is the one clay I would never take internally. When I used to drill oil wells and and environmental wells and water wells, if we got a break in the pipe, let's say a thousand feet in the ground, we're not going to pull a thousand feet of pipe out to, to to fix a hole in the pipe. We would inject bentonite clay down into the pipe hole and let it dry, and it would plug the hole like a cork. 
And so that's going to dry you up and plug you up internally. And so the fringe green clay and the eliite clays, there's some in Utah, there's some in India, there's mm-hmm. eliite clays, I-L-L-I-T-E, that are found around the world. They powder, they ash, they don't harden. So they can't plug you up unless you're already having some constipation issues. Mm-hmm. But Walter Badet, and um, I have got a directory for people to go to get my my vitamin reviews. I don't sell anything. It's mm-hmm. just my vitamin reviews and recommendations for the best vitamins out there. It's called the Holistic Market, H-U-L-L-I-S-T-I-C market.com. Okay. And uh, Walter's Clay is up there. There's a tab for the French green clay where they can learn about it. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm going to definitely check out that French green clay. And I, I have your other websites. For those of you out there who are listening, I'm going to put those in the Facebook um, event. I've copied those down, and I'll put those in the event in case you want to get in contact with Dr. Hull for the hair analysis or anything else. So I have all those links. And then it's Clay for All, clayforall.com. That'll get you to Walter. Okay, clayforall.com. Okay. All right, Dr. Yeah, Hall, um, I really thank enjoyed you. it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot about detox <laughs> tonight, and I'm sure the audience learned it as well. And I uh, thank you for your time. Oh, Darren, I thank you for your uh, efforts to put your show together, to get this information out to people. People are lucky listening to your show. You have, Like I said, this wasn't very sexy, but it sounds like you got some good shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the way I <laughs> A sexy show if you want to remain healthy. So it's, you know, sexy healthy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. All righty, Darren. We'll do this again sometime. You take care. Thank you, Dr. Hall. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right. She's saying the show wasn't sexy. I thought it was very sexy. If you want to remain healthy, and if you go back and listen to the show we had last week, part of being sexy is just having energy. And if you want to have the energy, then you probably want to do some detoxification. And as she said, that you probably want to detoxify yourself uh, once every three months, maybe two, three times a year. And there's a lot of folks out there who might be listening to this have never done any type of detoxing. And if you have done some detoxification, maybe you're not doing it the right way. You may want to go and check out her program. I think her program was just only $25 for the detoxification the right way. I'll put the links in the uh, Facebook um, event page. And what I'll do is I'll go back in the blog talk radio and put those links in as well where you can kind of Go back and look at the products, the French green clay or anything else that you may want to do, the hair analysis with um, with uh, Dr. Hall. And, again, I'll put those in the Facebook events page as well so you can follow those events. And this, this detox thing is big, y'all, just simply because we are bombarded by a lot of toxins. There's a lot of chemicals out there. I think it's like 12,000 chemicals that our bodies have never even really heard of that are being invented, uh, that have been invented over the past years. And then there's even more uh, being invented, being placed into our food and being placed into different uh, beauty products and different things. So you really, really need to detox. If you've never done a parasite cleanse, you probably need to do that as well. And as you get older, you really want to detox more. You know, when you are young, the body is very young. Don't need to detox as much, but when you get older, you probably want to detox um, a little bit more just to keep the body a little bit cleaner and running more efficiently. So 
Hope that you learned something from this show, and um, I'll see you next week, same fat time, same fat channel. We'll be talking to Dr. Paul Connick, The Case Against Fluoride. This is a book we'll be learning a lot about fluoride on next week's show, next Wednesday's show, same fat time, same fat channel. Thank you for listening. One love. I'll see you soon.